Hey guys. Hey guys. And welcome to what episode are we on? 27. 27. Of a Strange Thing podcast. <laughs> I'm Mike. And I'm Sick. <laughs> sick Austin. Sick Austin. And we are your host in the Stranger Zone. <laughs> yeah, Austin's got a head cold. Yep. He doesn't have the COVID. I got tested. It's not COVID. Not so the COVID. You guys can put your headphones back on. I'm not going to infect you. Yep. He's just got some, kind of got a little extra nasal congestion. Resonance. And what does that mean? I mean, you sound a little different. You're resonating different. Yeah. Yeah. I sound stuffy. But hey, which is kind of good because this topic has to do with stuffing envelopes. What? Yeah. Because what are we going to be talking about? And this topic also makes me sick. It makes you sick. <laughs> It'll get you in trouble. Yeah, right. It's got me in trouble for many, many years. Many moons. Yeah. So what is our topic? V-Day. V- no, not V-D. Valentine's Day. Oh, Valentine's <laughs> Day. I thought you were talking venereal disease. No, I said V-Day. It has a lot in common. Yeah. A lot of venereal diseases get transmitted on this day. Yep. On and this topic. Venereal diseases like Valentine's Day cards. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, in ancient times, this was kind of a super spreader day for types of uh, venereal disease. Super spreader. Super spreader. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Here so yeah, today we're going to be talking about Valentine's Day. And there are a lot of strange things that surround Valentine's Day. And we thought, hey, let's do a one-off here. Before we go to our next big series on a cool topic. And if, I, if I'm if i thinking right, which I might not be because mm-hmm. of the NyQuil and stuff, um, this topic might kind of tie into our next topic. I think we will get there. I think it actually ties in very naturally. Yes. Sweet. Totally. But we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. No, sir. So I thought to start out with, it might be kind of nice for us just to talk a little bit about maybe some of our own experiences with Valentine's Day. Perfect. Yeah, does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. And so, humiliating. Yeah. I just remember, so Valentine's Day, when you think about it back when you were a little kid, and you would go to school and you'd have to mm-hmm. fill out like 30 or 40 Valentines to give away to all your friends in your classroom. Because you'd do the Valentine swap. And you had, yeah. to, you had to be nice and you give it to all the people in your class. Mm-hmm. And then you'd make Valentine's boxes. And sometimes yeah. that was even like part of the fun of it was. That was get, my favorite part for sure. And sometimes they even had like contests to see who could create the yeah. coolest Valentine's box. Are you coming up with a story I'm thinking of right now? Well, no, I know that story because I, I helped you with it. But <laughs> I'm just remembering as a kid, it was quite exciting. Yeah. And then back then it wasn't quite as politically correct as it is nowadays. So sometimes you would not give people you didn't like a valentine even though you were supposed to suck. yeah or something mm-hmm. or if you didn't like somebody you might even write something nasty in the valentine to him like, like i hate your guts or whatever yeah perfect you know because this give is them like, like a, a cough drop instead yeah. of a candy with their valentine right because you know back in like the early <laughs> 70s when i was in like elementary starting almost ready to go to junior high I mean, you didn't worry about that stuff. It was not an issue. <laughs> but anyway, that was always fun. And then, like, sometimes if a girl liked you or you liked a girl yeah. or you had a, a, you know, a little a little romantic interest in somebody. Slip a little Polaroid in the... No, not uh, a Polaroid, but you give them, like, a little candy bar, maybe a sucker ooh. or a stick of gum or something in the, in the Valentine's. And if nice. you got candy, that was, like, a big deal. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love you. Oh, and it, boy. It was sweet. <laughs> I remember one Valentine's celebration in school. And this was when I was in fourth grade. And a girl gave me a valentine. And it was a little slip of paper. And it said, do you like me? Yes or no? Check, yes and then there was, no. do you want to kiss after school? Oh. Yes or no? 
And that was like my first kiss. And it was like, we both closed our eyes, our lips touched for like a millisecond. And we both were so embarrassed that we just turned around and walked the other way. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that nice. was fourth grade. So, I mean, that's my Valentine's story. Nice. What's yours? Mine's in fifth grade, I think. Oh, you have a fifth grade Valentine's fifth grade story? story? Yeah. Does this involve kissing? No. I think it, maybe I know what this involves. Yeah, you do. So, we built our own boxes. And to me, at that age, we, I liked building stuff and mm-hmm. connects and Legos were like my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And we had those connects that came with, I think it was for like a Ferris wheel, but it motor. came with like a little motor that just had a like a stability spot and like a driver spot. Mm-hmm. I think I just kind of came to you with like, what if we made a conveyor belt that had this motor kind of driving it? Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, that'd be sweet. So <laughs> so you kind of helped me put together this pretty basic box, but then it had a conveyor belt with some vinyl... Uh, like upholstery material we had yeah. from our motorhome, mm-hmm. I and think. Made the conveyor and we belt made the conveyor belt out of that. And mm-hmm. it just spun real slow and you can go forward or backward. And yeah, I won that contest for sure. Yeah, and then it might. Cool. So people would put their Valentine on it and, and then they'd turn press the button on. and then the conveyor would, would take it and dump it in the box. And then clunk, it would yeah. fall in the box, kind of yeah. industrial looking. Yeah, I remember that. That was fun. And at my like junior high graduation, my teacher, you know, when he's giving me my little diploma thing or whatever they give you in junior high before you go into high school, mm-hmm. I remember him saying like, and Austin made a Valentine's Day box with a conveyor belt on it that actually worked. Yeah, that <laughs> was pretty that cool. That was pretty awesome. So as I got older and I met your mom and we were engaged, we had our first Valentine together. And, you know, I was poor. I was a college student. I didn't have any money. And so my big idea was, yeah, we'll get together and, you know, maybe I'll buy us a pizza. I think I've heard this And we'll watch a movie or something like that (laughs) in my apartment. And uh, the the original Netflix and chill. I guess. It's called like Blockbuster and chill. Yeah. It was a VHS tape rental. (laughs) So your mom comes up and it's Valentine's Day and she has like all these gifts that are wrapped and they're like, you know, heart shaped and... (laughs) Sounds and like I think mom. she bought me a pair of pants and a shirt and, you know, all this stuff. And Mom still gives me Valentine's Day <laughs> presents. I know, right? I, you know, I'm just like, oh, I just got you a pizza that I'm going to eat. Part of. <laughs> and it didn't go over very well. Uh-oh, she mad. She, I think she felt bad. I don't know if she was mad, but she felt bad. And then I got kind of upset because I didn't have any money. Right. And so I was a double jerk. And so... I went out for a drive and to cool down and I ended up going and buying her like hot tamales and junior mitts <laughs> with my last two dollars nice. that I had. <laughs> That's funny. And anyway, we worked it out and you know what, 36 years later, we're still going strong. Even though I have almost always failed completely in the Valentine's department. I got one story about when I totally crushed it for Valentine's Valentine's? Day. Gift you crushed. I believe this was Valentine's. You sat on it? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, not like, that good. Okay. Like, did a good job. So, Shelby and I were still dating. We're not dating, really, but she'd come up here every once in a while, but we weren't really, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. You were, the time you she were wasn't thinking my that you were going to be a thing, but yeah. you were a thing. and she said something, or I was being kind of, like, a little bit jealous. And she's like, well, you haven't, like, tied me down or anything. It's not like you've asked me to be your girlfriend or... Anything. So she came up for that Valentine's Day time. And I went and bought like a teddy bear with like a heart shaped thing. You know, he's holding on to it. Mm-hmm. And I got her like a rose. And then I bought like a one of those paracord um, wristbands or wrist like bracelets. Mm-hmm. It's like 50 feet of paracord on a bracelet. 
I bought a hot pink one and I bought a, like a military green one. And I was wearing the military green one all night. And she's like, oh, did you get a new bracelet? And then when we got into my truck after we did our little date thing, I had that there with like a note that said, is this enough rope to tie you down? Oh. <laughs> That's a pretty much nailed it, huh? Well, yeah. It's got it almost little, sounds a little... It's got a little like, naughtiness like, to it, yeah. It's a little like double innuendo. <laughs> well, she yeah. had used that terminology. You haven't tied me down or nothing. It's not like I can't yeah. go... That's totally a different meaning for a guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it means yeah, right. something different. But. <laughs> but I thought it was pretty clever. Yeah. Jack took pictures of it. Like yeah, I did a good job. Good. And I think that's the one and only time I did a good job. Which kind of makes me wonder about the whole profiteering racket commercialization of valentine's day the corporate holiday yeah. bro you know that valentine's day is the number one seller of cards yeah except for one christmas christmas birthdays christmas is the number one holiday for giving cards valentine's day is number two whoa funerals so I that's guess. a pointless that's... piece of trivia but anyway yeah. it is the... kind of like a consumer driven yeah. holiday they're like candies come out in heart shapes and it's huge flowers i mean mm-hmm. could you imagine owning like a flower shop or an edible arrangements or whatever yeah. around the valentine's day you'd be yeah. i'm sure for like flower shops it is probably the biggest holiday of the year yeah as far as one season where you get you know just a big dump of money just people pouring in yeah i'm sure valentine's day is the biggest and you know they start setting this up right after the christmas season right you start finding all the valentine stuff coming in so do you have a do you have a favorite kind of valentine's day candy just any reese's that's like seasonal Mm. like you know reese's peanut butter cups okay Mm -hmm. but if you get like a santa shaped reese's or a heart shaped reese's Mm -hmm. or an easter bunny shaped reese's those are better yeah so that would be my favorite Mom likes those little chalk, like... Uh, those little Valentine's candies that have uh, the uh, little sayings on them or little yeah. words. It says yeah. like, you are too cool. Or like, hug me. Yes. And they're different kinds. Yep. One kind she doesn't like and one kind she does. Mm-hmm. But I don't buy she them likes. anymore. I let her buy them because then I, I can't make a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good move. Yeah. If you're going to complain, you're going to do it yourself. <laughs> so, you know, you think about Valentine's Day. What are some of the weird traditions that surround valentine's day let's just start it locally what are the things that people do right now around us and around valentine's day i think a weird one for a lot of people because it's like the love holiday Mm -hmm. so people when they're single on oh i have those raps about valentine's day you should post those (laughs) okay but people who are single on valentine's day they end up you know having like little single parties yeah and they they kind of like wallow in self-pity or they celebrate their freedom. Yeah. Usually depending. it's the former. If they're wanting for a relationship or wanting out, or maybe just got out of a relationship that they didn't want, or maybe yeah. sad because they're out of a relationship that they really wanted. I bet you there's a spike on Spotify of, I'm a single ladies, I'm a single yeah, ladies, right. I'm a single ladies. Probably. <laughs> yeah. What else? What do people do? They uh, go out for dinner, mm-hmm. right? You know, expensive dinner. So they spend a lot of money on food. And it's always about telling somebody that you love them. Right. It's a love thing. You know. <laughs> you got I hit my head on your thing. head in a microphone. That might be a good one to play after the. Okay, so maybe getting back to what we were talking about. That was rough. Yeah, that was rough. So yeah, it's always about you know making sure that you're letting somebody know that you have a potential love interest in them. Right. 
or you do have a love interest already in them. Mm-hmm. It's not typically something where you're like saying, hey, you're a pretty nice guy. Thanks for your business. I'm going to give you a Valentine. Yeah. Not yeah. really. I don't see businesses doing that. That would be weird. That would be weird. It's Depends like, on your profession, I guess. Maybe there's a little more of those in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. If you're a call girl or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Could be. So it all kind of comes down to love. Love yep. of something. And and honestly, love. it's it's not like a love like I love my kid. But usually it's kind of focused in on romantic love. Isn't there like three kinds of love in the Greek? Yeah. Actually, I think there's like six different words that they use for love in the Greek you words. You think in the Greek language. or you know? Uh, well, I know because I looked it up. You, you Googled it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, like the one that probably is most akin to Valentine's Day is eros. Eros. Erotic love. You know, sexual passion. Um, Then they have philia, which is deep friendship. Oh, okay. And then you have ludus, which is playful love. Yeah. Like a side hustle? (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Then you have agape, which is a broad category of love for your fellow man and people. Like bros. And then pragma, which is a a long-standing love that is just going to last forever. Like a dog. Like you really love your dog. Yeah, I guess probably they had that kind of love. Yeah. And then the last one is uh, felucia. Oh, Felicia? No, Felucia. Felucia, yeah. Or love of the self. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm not trying to make a social commentary on this at all, but I think that's the kind of love that a lot of people in this world right now have for themselves. I think a lot of people could say, bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) No, I love Felicia, which is myself. That's myself. Yeah. Because, I mean, just look what's going on. If people right. really cared about other people, I don't think half the crap that's going on would be going on. But anyway, oh. this isn't about politics or or even morality. This is about love. This is about Valentine's love. Love. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we talked a little bit about what we do here in the United States. We give each other cards and we have other traditions. Teddy bears. Going out to dinner. Yeah. Chocolates. Chocolates. You know what kind of really chaps my biscuits? What? Those heart-shaped boxes. And they got the assorted chocolates inside. Mm-hmm. And that's something you might get from like a realty company or something. On yes, that's true. They're very like... Yeah, they're, they're benign. Not, yeah, you just kind of like hand them out. Yeah. Yeah. You buy a bunch of them. They got kind of a lacy wrap around mm-hmm. them. And you like pull them. Anyway, I hate it when there's no like key or to guide. Tell you what kind you get. So you got to bite So you're everyone. like, is this going to be like a chocolate with like a dark chocolate inside or like some kind of like nougat yeah you want or am i gonna bite into caramel. this with like some kind of like whiskey maraschino cherry it just goes to show we do a lot of strange things in the united states to celebrate valentine's day right but we aren't the only ones right people all over the world celebrate valentine's day in very weird and strange ways one case in point let's go to the philippines good you know place to start the philippines is famous on valentine's day for having mass weddings so it wouldn't be weird. So you fly to the Philippines so you can get married with like six thousand other couples <laughs> in a mass wedding ceremony. Well, that'd be kind of weird. I mean, part of the fun is like, well, in the United States, part of the fun is like putting everything together for the wedding. Yeah, and and the the bride is all like, "This is my day. I've been dreaming about this since I was twelve. <laughs> True that. But if you're a parent of a bride or a groom and you've had experience putting a wedding together for them. 
then you might be thinking, man, I wish I would have known about the Philippines. I'd give them like a hundred bucks so much and say, go away. <laughs> go to the Philippines, enjoy your honeymoon slash marriage with yeah. 6,000 other people. I'll get you, I'll give you 500 bucks. <laughs> I'll buy your airplane tickets to the Philippines. And there you go. Yeah. Then they never come back. Yeah. You never know what happens in the Philippines. What happens in the Philippines stays in the Philippines. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. He set me up. Yeah. Bump, set, and spike. There are other things that happen around the world that are really strange on Valentine's Day. So, like in the Czech Republic, people go around and they kiss under cherry blossoms. It's like, like kind of like a mistletoe. Well, it's kind of like a mistletoe, but, but yeah, in- under cherry blossoms. Oh, interesting. Uh, supposedly, the only thing I've read is that it gives uh, the couples good luck oh. for their coming marriage. Yeah. Oh, so it's not like you see somebody in a, under a cherry broth blossom. <laughs> cherry brothel? <laughs> a cherry blossom? The cherry brothel sounds like a legit building. Uh, you see somebody on her cherry bosom. <laughs> Whatever happens. It's not like you see somebody under a, a cherry blossom and you go kiss them. It's like you right. as a couple make it a point to go under the cherry blossom and, and kiss. And kiss. that's an interesting thing. So February 14th, historically, and we're going to start talking about the deep history of Valentine's Day. Okay. But the February 14th is kind of one of those days where it's known as kind of the beginning of spring. So that's the day that the birds get together and they mate in some traditions. So yeah, cherry blossoms would fit right in like with that. New life. Cherries getting blossomed everywhere. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That took me a minute. <laughs> that's a good one. Just one minute. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> okay we've recovered okay let's uh let's jump on a plane let's go over to wales so over in wales they do something even more kind of strange how do whales celebrate valentine's day well they beach themselves okay <laughs> no. hang out with beaches no in wales <laughs> in wales they have a tradition on valentine's day they pay homage to their patron saint who is saint dwinwin dwinwin yeah and so what they do is they exchange wooden spoons. Spoons, yeah. Huh? Finely carved wooden spoons. Finely carved wooden spoons. They spoon each other. <laughs> so unlike the people of the Czech Republic, they stop at spooning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. No. Yeah, and the uh, Czech Republic people, they just keep going. Okay. To the cherry blossom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a strange thing that they do in Wales. I mean, uh, I think that's kind of cool. I have some pictures of those spoons. I'm going to put them up on the website because they're kind of cool. That makes me think of those random older people often had like a giant wooden spoon mm-hmm. and a giant wooden fork. Yeah, maybe up. that's why. Maybe I never thought of that. I doubt it. But So what was that? The Dwinwin? He was the patron yeah, saint of Yeah, he's the patron what? saint of lovers. Oh. Yeah, the Welsh patron saint of lovers. I wonder what miracle you have to perform. I'm not sure, but it probably has something to do with something rising from the dead. Whoa. You just got to be careful. You don't want to confuse Dwinwin with the patron saint of... Of Viagra? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For reals, though, I did a little research on this. Saint Dwinwin. Dwinwin? Uh-huh. Dwinwin. And uh, she was a, a Welsh female saint, mm-hmm. and she fell in love with a guy, and he returned the feelings, and she basically prayed that God would take away this desire so she can continue with her Ministry Catholic or duties. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently, while she was asleep or while she was awake and in distress in the woods, an angel came to her with a sweet potion um, that would kind of erase all of her memories of her this lover, love interest that she had in her life. 
And then God gave her three wishes. And one wish was uh, that her lover's thoughts and feelings for her would be kind of like soothed and no more. And that God would fulfill the hopes and dreams of true lovers. And then the last wish um, that she would never marry. And all of those came true. And that's why she's a saint. Oh, wow. Weird. That's <clears throat> yeah. very, very unselfish. Very yeah. non-American. Yeah. Very non-American. <laughs> Not the saint of Viagra. No, no, no <laughs> confusion there. Well, on that happy note, let's go over to Denmark or Norway. Um, they do something kind of kind of interesting there. So they get their love interest an anonymous card and then they fill it out and then they sign it with dots. And there is one dot for each letter of the person's name okay. that is signing it. And then the person that receives it has to guess who gave them the card. And if they guess correctly, then they get a chocolate Easter egg. If they a chocolate Easter egg, yeah, they get oh, like tying into holidays. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, weird. Well, you know, Easter is close by, mm-hmm. and it's like spring and new birth and all of that. Yeah. New love, and all of that kind of thing. If they don't guess right, then they have to buy a chocolate Easter egg and give it to the person to say they're sorry. Oh, so they so they kind of know, or they find out later. Yeah, they find the, the out. Dotting. Yeah, after they guess, apparently they mm-hmm. find out if they're correct. If they're correct, they get the Easter egg. If they are wrong, they, they have, have to, to buy that Easter person egg. the Easter egg to say, I'm sorry. Oh, Chocolate Easter egg. Okay, let's do one more. These are kind of fun. Yeah, they are. Let's get on our love plane or love boat and let's cruise on over to South Africa. <laughs> so in South Africa, apparently, it's not a lot about getting cards or receiving cards. There they do something else. They actually write the name of somebody they care about or they have feelings for or want to be romantic with and they attach it pin it to their sleeve whoa and then they walk around literally with the name of that person that they want to love their heart on their sleeve crazy that's correct the whole idea is that now it's public Mm, and it's out there yeah and so now if the person who his name is written on the sleeve returns that love well then maybe they will have a chance at a long mm. relationship. It's like the original Tinder app. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It kind of like it's, swipe right <laughs> one year. Yeah. She swiped right as well. And then. Or if they swipe left, then you, you tear the heart off your sleeve terrible. and go home crying. Yeah. So apparently they call this in South Africa, Lupercalia. Lupercalia. Which is really interesting because this is the ancient name for a Roman festival that a lot of people believe is the actual start of what we now call the holiday of Valentine's. Mm, Yeah. It's ancient. So I think we should go there next. Let's go ancient. Let's go Greek. Let's go back. Let's go Roman. When in Rome. When in Rome. Do what Romans do, but probably use protection. Yeah. Lots and lots of protection. (laughs) So let's travel down the Roman road a little bit. I think we could pick any road. Don't all roads lead lead to to Rome? Rome? That's what they say. So in ancient Rome, they practiced this festival called Lupercalia. Mm-hmm. And basically what it was is a celebration for the founders of Rome, which were Romulus and Remus, and the she-wolf that saved them. She-wolf. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So the story goes that okay. the ancient king Emulius, or maybe it's Emulius. Emulius. However you say it. Um, he <laughs> orders the execution of his twin nephews, Romulus and Remus. Okay. And the reason is because... Their mother was unfaithful. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. So, not a good deal. 
No. He's going to have these young baby twin boys uh, thrown into the river. Mm. So on the way down, the servant has pity on them, and he makes a basket, and he sets them adrift in the Tiber River. Kind of like Moses. Yeah, it's very similar to the Moses story. So they float down the river, and then the uh, basket gets caught up in the roots of a tree, mm-hmm. and then a she-wolf comes. And the she-wolf takes Romulus and Remus out of the basket and nurtures them as her own cubs. That's a kind wolf. Yeah. yeah Not very, a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe she was. <laughs> Probably but was. She was nice. She was a nice bitch. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Just to clarify, I mean like... Female dogs, not right. people. I know, but you still like the shock element yeah, of the word. Yeah, the shock yeah. factor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, back to the story. After the she-wolf takes care of Romulus and Remus, she basically raises them and saves their life. And as they get older, they venture out and eventually go back and they kill the, the king that sentenced them to death. Oh, nice. And after they're done with all that, <clears throat> they go back to the den where they were nurtured and they name it the Lupercal. 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 That's the founding of Rome, but it's also the name of this festival. So in honor of that, these priests later on, the Lupercite priests would basically have this festival. It was bloody. It was gross. I mean, it was sexually charged. It was this kind of crazy, naked, semi-naked ordeal. So what they would do is they would take some goats, at least one, and they would take a dog, at least one dog, and they would have animal sacrifices oh, okay i thought you were going on different no route. no 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 Yikes. so they go to this cave area this den area they would go in there and they would kill and sacrifice the goats and the dog okay and then they would splatter blood on their naked bodies and then they'd run through the town and apparently they would cut the hides of the goats into mm-hmm. strips and as they and then they would drench them in the blood of the animal and then as they ran through the streets, they would look for women and they would whip them with these strips of goat hide. Goat yeah. blood hide? Goat blood hide. Wow. And the women, it was a sign of being blessed. So the women would actually want to be whipped with this bloody wow. hide. And some of them would actually bear themselves so that they could be whipped with these things while they're naked. Interesting. Yeah, it was a crazy, a ugly deal. Party. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a kind of vile, ugly, gross stuff. Mm-hmm. And so this festival would take place. They'd have this big feast. And then after the sacrifice, they'd have the feast and all the whipping that had already taken place. Then they would meet. And a lot of times this was all done like unclothed. Later on in Roman history, it became more civilized and they would wear clothes. And instead of being whipped nakedly, they'd get whipped on their hands and the priests would be, you know, more chaste. But (laughs) yeah, I know it's a, it's a, I mean, you read it, some of the stuff and you're like, really? This really happened? Yeah. So then after the feast, they would basically have this giant lottery. It was like a meat market for humans. So what they would do is they would put their names in a jar and then the men would draw a name of a woman and vice versa. And they would hook up with these people for the duration of the festival. So basically it's like, uh, this is going to be your sex partner for the rest of the festival. And so that would take place. And a lot of times couples sometimes would actually stay together that full year until the next festival. And then they'd switch or, Maybe even fall in love and stay together perpetually. Be a one one man whipping family. Yeah, unit. it's really weird. I mean, you read this stuff and you kind of feel dirty, like you want to go take a bath or something because it's gross. So later on, things kind of got not quite as wild in that Lupercalia festival, but it still took place on February fourteenth. 
Basically, they wanted to be blessed by the gods for plentifulness in the year to come. And getting it on. And getting it on, you know, to be fertile and all that kind of stuff. And probably kind of like, what if we like tried to hook up this guy with this girl? Yeah. Probably had a little of that going on in it. I don't know. I with mean, the whole drawing names and stuff, they were probably trying to like... Wouldn't it be great like if you were like a total gomer? Yeah. And you just, you were ugly and, and you never had a chance at a girl. But that one time a year yeah. <laughs> where you got to put your name in there and get drawn by lottery and hook up. And maybe that one time you get lucky and you get the most beautiful woman. Scarlett Johansson, freaking sweet. In the whole city. Oh, it's terrible. But that's what took place. As far as the festival goes, I mean, I guess the earliest history of that is actually like 6th century BC. So, I mean, this is really, really an old thing. Right. And this carried on. This festival was really popular through Roman times. And then later, when the Roman Empire kind of had spread out, they were very, very protective of the festival. Then when Christianity came on the scene. They were like, in, no, no, no. In the no. second century, there was a lot of persecution. And there was a lot of people that were converting to Christianity. And they were like saying, hey, wait, these festivals are pagan. They're bad. Naughty, this is all naughty. bad stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's about St. Dwynwen. Dwynwen? No, I, I don't think she was around then. I don't know. That yeah, sounds like... We're like 200 AD here. Oh, okay. we're, yeah, Wrong we're, timing. Yeah. We, we're not there yet. So this is before Constantine, you know, made Christianity and Catholicism the, the official religion of Rome. Right. Prior to that, well, the Christians were like, you know, they're getting majorly hurt by the uh, emperors of Rome because they would, there was a lot of persecution. They were being killed and martyred left and right. Right. So it was during this time, second, third century AD, that we find the origination of, of two and, and maybe even three different stories that kind of chronicle the life of the person that we now recognize as St. Valentine, who is the patron saint of St. Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So the story goes that a Catholic priest by the name of Valentine, and while he's there, the judge over his trial has a daughter who is stricken with blindness. And so he goes to Valentine because he knows Valentine's a Christian. And he says, hey, you know, I will do anything you want if you can heal my daughter. And so he does. He basically prays for the girl and, and she is healed. And so this judge follows what St. Valentine says, and he removes all the idols and stuff from his house, and he becomes a Christian. Oh, okay. Then the emperor finds out about it. Claudius II. Is that who it was? I think so. Emperor Claudius finds out about it, and he ends up executing St. Valentine. He chops off his head. So that's how he's martyred. So that's one of the story. And then there's a second story that's very similar to that. I think it's a boy in that one, but they're both healed of blindness. And a lot of uh, you know scholars think that they're probably the same story, just... Got kind of different jumbledage. Yeah. The body of St. Valentine's buried along this road, and, and then later they built a shrine over it in that story. In another version of that same story, um, he actually, Valentine, falls in love with the daughter of the judge, and he prays for her. She's healed, and then he ends up being martyred by Emperor mm-hmm. Claudius. But on the night before he is martyred, before his head's chopped off, he sends this um, daughter, whose name was Julia, I believe, a letter, and he says, from your Valentine. Okay. And so that's like something that's always on like the modern Valentines that you get now. Yeah, it says, from, from your, your Valentine. Valentine. Yep. Will you be my Valentine? Yeah. So that's kind of how the origins of Valentine's Day started, where you have this festival, ancient Roman festival called Lupercalia. Mm-hmm. During that festival, you have these martyrdoms of these guys named Valentine, and the stories that go along with it, that by the time you get to the 5th century, you have this Pope, Galatius I, who totally eliminated the practice of Lupercalia. 
mm-hmm. and turns it into this the Saint Valentine's Day. And so from then on, it became kind of a symbol of love. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, I don't think originally it had anything to do with like sex or romance other than the Roman pagan festival behind it, which was all about <clears throat> sex and fertility. It was and probably one of those very stereotypical pagan manipulations where they just kind of tie it in to fit something else real mm-hmm. quick. You're like, oh, yeah. you guys are having a Christmas party? That's when Jesus was born. <clears throat> now, you know, like it kind of like, it's kind of like make something that might be around the time period kind of fit into what the world's doing. Yeah, totally. I think that's exactly right. I think you have this new power centered in this religious belief system that's gaining in popularity. And you have this Emperor Constantine who comes in and makes Christianity the official religion of the whole Roman Empire. And so all of these pagan things have to go away because they're evil, they're bad. So what they do is they start replacing those pagan festivals with religious ones. Yeah, what a better way to do it. We got uh, yeah, two martyrs. Can't just take it away from the people like, oh, you've been celebrating this, but now you can't. He's got to like, you, you can celebrate it. it, but it's not about the wolf mother orgy. It's yeah. about... It's about these two martyrs that right. died because they were faithful. Makes so sense. anyway... Um, it becomes kind of this mixed kind of thing because a lot of people don't want to give up their ancient Beliefs festivals, festivals and yeah. feasts. And it ends up being some kind of weird hybrid. And then so now you get into the 13th, 14th century and people are handing out cards. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's better than whipping each other with bloody goat skin naked. <laughs> I, I guess so. I, what if you just did that randomly? Yeah. You know, like instead, of, a, naked instead a, of your junior high... Box. Oh my gosh. Just walked into the classroom, started whipping people with a bloody goat skin. Well, first you'd have to rip off all your clothes. Yeah. Then, ah! Yeah. Suspended. I, I hate to even think of that. It'd be hilarious, though. It would be disgusting. <laughs> so there's another part of it that's kind of strange when you get into Roman mythology. Mm. And that is this little character that is on a lot of Valentine's cards. And uh, we call him Cupid. So the whole origin of Cupid is another kind of Roman mythology. Uh-huh. Cupid is the god of love. He's the uh, son of the goddess of love, Venus. Venus. Yeah, and so the Greek counterpart is Eos. Eos? Eos, and the mother is Aphrodite. Aphrodite. Yeah, they kind of go together. Yeah, so we, we've got in our mind this kind of Cupid image of this little chubby cherub who has a little bow, little arrow, and he runs around. He's all cute and mischievous. I kind of identify myself as Cupid. Kind of mm-hmm. chubby, kind of childish, runs around with a bow and arrow, and I pull back on my target, and I loose my arrow, and, the and I strike... Diaper. And I strike the heart of my target, and I love the way it tastes. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's just sick and wrong. It brings a terrible word picture to my mind. You could just <laughs> the camouflage diaper and the <laughs> fluttering of my wings. <laughs> yeah, well, the actual story of Cupid is quite a bit different than that. In the real story of Cupid, or Eos, whichever you want to call him, is that there is this beautiful, beautiful woman named Psyche. I mean, she's the most psyche. beautiful woman on the planet, but she's not she's a goddess. She's all up in your psyche. Yeah, yeah. She's, not, she's not a goddess. She's human. In fact, she is so beautiful that she is kind of scorned by people because she's so intimidating because of her beauty. Mm. 
So the dad makes a deal that somehow that she's going to get married to this like serpent creature. And so, yeah, he puts her up on a rock because the guys, bows won't come around because she's just too dang beautiful. Right. So he puts her up on this rock and, and Aphrodite basically is concealing that this is actually a serpent that Psyche's going to get married to because Aphrodite was jealous of Psyche's beauty. Right. Oh, okay. Psyche is so beautiful that Aphrodite gets jealous because people mm-hmm. are, are worshiping her beauty rather than her own. She's all up in Aphrodite's psyche. Right, right. So there's this like cat fight going on okay. between the god and the mortal. I would watch. And so, yeah, me too. So anyway, <laughs> she sends Cupid, her son, mm-hmm. to pierce Psyche with an arrow so she will fall in love with the serpent. Interesting. But when Cupid sees her, He's so enamored with Psyche he that he stupid Cupid. He does. He does to the point that he pierces himself, Oof. so that he falls in love with Psyche. Oh, nice. The well, problem is mortals and gods can't marry, right? Mm. Because one's immortal, one's not mortal, and that's just a, not a good thing to do. So what they do is they end up having this relationship where Cupid carries Psyche off to this palace, and basically. He mm. loves her, but he never lets Psyche see kind of him. Romeo and yeah. Juliet. So they oh. like have this relationship, but she never can look upon him. And, oh. and he makes her promise that she will never look upon him and see who he is. Weird. Because she thinks he's a serpent, right? Oh, she thinks okay. she married a serpent, but really it's the god of oh. love, Cupid. He's very confident yeah. in his manhood. He's, <laughs> he's keeping it secret for okay. the protection of themselves. So it's all good. Anyway, um, Psyche ends up getting knocked up. She's pregnant. And uh, she wants, but she doesn't know that. She thinks it's a serpent baby. And so she decides she's going to sneak a peek at at her husband one night. So she gets a a lamp and she goes over and illuminates and finds out. Well, lo and behold, it's not a serpent. It's a baby in a diaper. It's the god of love. It's Eos, right? Okay. And oh my gosh, things happen. And anyway, some oil from the lamp. Falls on Cupid and he burns a little bit. Not bad, just a little bit. He gets a little burned. And uh, he gets mad. He feels like he's betrayed and he runs off because she promised that she never would look, but she did. She cheated. Okay. He runs off and, of course, um, you know, Psyche is just totally, totally discouraged and depressed Mm -hmm. by this whole deal. But she's pregnant. And she's pregnant, yeah. Yeah, she's going to be a single mama. Bummer. So she goes and she wants to find out, is there any way that she can marry Cupid? And Aphrodite, or Venus, depending if you're Roman or Greek. Aphrodinus. Aphrodinus. <laughs> she comes up with this wicked plan that will make it so that Psyche will never be able to marry her son. And she comes up with these four challenges that she has to do that are impossible. One of them, for, I think, is- a, For For Psyche, Psyche to do? Yeah. Okay. In order for Psyche to you know, get hooked back up again with Cupid, she has to do these four things. Okay. One of them was she had to sort different types sort? of grains. Yeah, all the different seeds and grains into different oh. piles. And it was like a bunch of it. And it was an impossible task. Well, the ants help her and they help sort all these Aww. grains out. Little, and so she passes Snow that White test. move there. Yeah, yeah. Calling upon the animal friends. Exactly. So that happens. I mean, uh, almost all of these have like a Walt Disney princess kind of Yeah, with a snake in a tower. (laughs) It's very similar. I mean, it's all the same, right? So the second one is she had to go get like the fleece from these mountain goats. Cool. Or mountain sheep or whatever it was. shoot them with Cupid's arrow? No, what was crazy is that the herd would attack anybody that got close to them. They would trample them to death Mm. and kill them. And so some goddess or some fairy or somebody tells her, no, 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 wait. 
and then just go pick up the wool that oh, got leave. stuck to the briars. Oh. So she collects all that and takes it, and she passes that test. So nice. There was a third mm. one in there somewhere. I don't remember what it is, but the fourth one was where she has to go to hell, <gasps> and she has to get like this secret of beauty from this goddess of the underworld. So to do that, she has Medusa to cross the... Deuce? No, no, it wasn't her. Oh. Starts with a P. Like, I don't know my Greek mythology. Medusa Deuce? We should talk about that sometime. Sometimes. All the strange maybe. gods, yeah. But anyway, so she goes and she has to cross the river Styx. She gets money. Somebody tells her to get take money with to pay the ferryman. She goes across. She gets this box. She brings it back. And it's supposedly this this beauty, the secret of this, this goddess's beauty of the underworld. Mm-hmm. And she's taking it to Aphrodite to earn the right to marry her son but she decides she's going to peek inside the box she wasn't supposed to look at it but when she opens the box it's like death or sleep is inside this and she falls asleep like uh, sleeping beauty she can't wake up falls again so um as she's there dead or sleeping or whatever she is cupid comes to her rescue nice because that a boy he loves her and then he realizes it's stupid that they couldn't be married just because she's mortal and Mm. he's immortal he ends up saving her, takes her to his father, who I think is Zeus or somebody like that. And, and he mixes a, a potion of ambrosia and gives it to Psyche and she drinks it. And lo and behold, Psyche becomes immortal. She becomes a goddess. The god of beauty. Yeah. So then Eos or Cupid and Psyche live happily ever after. Nice. I was thinking she'd peek in there and it was a mirror and like a little sticker that said, the beauty was within you all along. Oh, that would have been a better ending to the <laughs> that story. That would have been like a little like, oh. Yeah. And then she could have triumphantly just marched up to Cupid and said, hey, you don't want all this? Fine. I think Cupid wanted all of it, but he couldn't have it because of <laughs> weird legalistic values. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Legalistic God religion. So anyway, that's the story of Cupid. I don't know how he got all mixed up in the whole card thing other than the romance. He's known as the God of love. Yeah. That he pierces people with love. And then they are destined to be together. Well, it's kind of like a cool little thing because you don't really know why you see somebody and you're like, whoa. Mm -hmm. But if you imagine like a little guy like shooting a little heart-shaped arrow at you and and then you're like, you you know, like I think of Tom and Jerry kind of for some reason. The cat and the mouse? Yeah, and he like sees the cute cat and then like, and then he's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah his, there is that cartoon. His eyes turn yeah. into hearts and stuff. That's what I think of. Well, you know, that kind of happens to people. And sometimes it's, what do they call it, unrequited love? I don't know. Where you fall in love with somebody that's never going to return that love. And some people live their whole life that way. And they will do tremendous acts of love for that person without even the hope or possibility of ever getting that love returned to them. Right. Um, I guess that's kind of the way we are with our children and things. We, it's unconditional. I just listened to The Stand by... Uh, Stephen King. Stephen King. Mm-hmm. I almost said Steven Spielberg. <laughs> no, he does different kinds of stuff. A little bit different. But uh, there's that guy, Harold Lauder, and he falls in love with Franny, one of the main characters. And mm-hmm. Franny doesn't have the same love, but he's like kind of obsessed with her. That's what I thought of. Like He's obsessed, and then he gets unobsessed pretty quick. She turns into a devil or something? No. Mm-hmm. A different lady gives him the biscuits. Uh-oh. Oh, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. He found a different biscuit Here, supply. Biscuit syrup. <laughs> well, one thing that's weird about this whole love thing is I don't really think that you get shot by an arrow and then you're hopelessly in love. I think there's infatuation and lust. Kind of acts more like a bow and arrow. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it hits you and you're like instantly like, and you almost do stupid things because it's all passion driven. Mm-hmm. But I think real love is like something that you have to determine in your mind and your heart that you're going to follow and do regardless of whether it feels good or not sometimes. Right. You just do it. And hopefully you get some of the other stuff too. But baseline is that it's totally something you have to work at and build. Love is the bow. The arrow is just the good stuff. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. It's a really bad metaphor. It is. I don't know. <laughs> but but it's, it's intentional. Yeah, it is. I don't know if I've ever... Deep I, and philosophical. I think so. I don't know if I ever felt like I got shot by Cupid. Now, unless he shot me an arrow of lust. Lust. I yeah. want to hear about that. Sometimes you'll be walking... When I was younger, this doesn't happen anymore because I only have eyes for my wife now. <laughs> he but, rolls those eyes while he says that. <laughs> but no, you know, I remember like in high school and stuff, man, you'd be walking through the halls and some girl walked by and it was like, man, you got shot with love. Booty. But it wasn't. It was like, wow. And maybe it's hormones. Maybe the, maybe you were Pretty shot sure with that's hormones. that's what it is. That's what the tip of the arrow is. It's just hormones of Don't endorphins. Go. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Valentine's Day is a weird holiday because the origins of it are so odd. Yeah. And then it was commercialized. And so now it's not so much about what the ancient things were. It's about proving a point almost to somebody. Yeah. Now, if you don't do it, you're in trouble. Yeah, it's true. And if you can't do it because you're single, then you're supposed to be sad and depressed. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many people go get counseling after Valentine's Day. Right. Because of unmet expectations. By themselves or somebody else too. Well, and you watch all the movies around about Valentine's Day or love. And it's all about this romance stuff that like... That's why there's a Hallmark channel. Yeah. There's like expectations of what love is supposed to look like. That's a channel pretty much founded off of greeting cards. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's weird. There's a conspiracy there, I'm sure, if we dug deep enough. I don't know about that. We could do an episode. Good marketing. (laughs) Strange TV cards. (laughs) So we got a good background of Valentine's Day and everything's kind of working into this weird God versus this God and he does this thing so this person can become a God in Roman mythology, right? Mm -hmm. Roman and Greek. Which kind of brings up all this weird stuff in Roman, Greek, Norse, Mm -hmm. between it was Cupid and Eos. Eos, Mm -hmm. they're connected. They're the same. Mm -hmm. They're the same in this little story. And Aphrodite and Venus. And who are they connected to? And who are they connected to? You can pretty much take most of the pantheon of Greek, Norse, Roman, I mean, all of them, and you can tie them together. Sometimes they don't fit exactly right, but you can almost draw lines across each one of the pantheons to the same players. Sometimes they're like a combination of two different ones. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And they have a lot of the same themes. I mean, some of them are a little more human-like. Like, I think the uh, Greek gods are much more human-like in the way that they're, you know, they have emotions and they do naughty things. They cheat on each other, things like that. I don't know, because, like, Norse gods do the same Mm -hmm. thing. They're they're always getting in little bouts, like, this brother hates this one, and Mm -hmm. this guy slept with this guy's wife, and so that guy banished Mm -hmm. this guy. It's all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, it is really weird, and it's fascinating, and... I think that's why you're saying this is because we're planning on doing a series of episodes on strange gods. Yep. And goddesses. And goddesses. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're gods, right? Yep. 
They're the easier to look at ones. <laughs> Not all of them. <laughs> I heard true. there's this one called Medusa. Medusa Deuce? Yeah. She just, one look, turns you to stone. Stone. Yeah. But maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But isn't she supposed to be like lustful? What? When you look at her? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe she sees herself. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to look it up and tell everybody about it on our podcast. Well, no. What happens is they whip out a mirror and she sees herself and turns herself to stone. They just whip it out? I don't know. I think it was planned. Maybe it was a shield. They have a shield and they, she saw a reflection in the shield. I don't know. Or no, maybe she was able to see where they were by looking at the reflection. Or maybe you were thinking power. of narcissus, narcissus. And then there's this whole other tie with uh, gods, with the Elohim gods. That are in the Hebrew uh, legends of like the watchers and the fallen ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very interesting. All of this stuff kind of ties they together. All tie in. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Hercules and, Hercules, and Hercules. Thor and Zeus and mm-hmm. Odin and all those guys. Yep. We talked a little bit about the weird stuff and I'm sorry that we're not very romantic or, you yeah. know, if we sucked you in thinking about we're going to be all romantic and tell romantic stories. And then we all we did we're, was... We're both married, so romance is pretty much out the window. <laughs> if I put that in the podcast, you are dead, mister. She doesn't listen anyway. Oh, well, that's okay then. <laughs> she will when somebody yeah, tells her about it. Her parents will tell her about it. You hear what she said? Yeah, maybe, maybe I won't do that to you. Unless you're mean. <laughs> and then I will. It's funny. Well, I, there are stories of like people doing incredibly romantic things on Valentine's Day. Yeah, we can do that next year. Yeah, that'll be next year's. Next year we'll go out of the weird and we'll talk about strange dudes who are totally whooped. Or women. And did nice. Yeah, but women usually, can be whipped. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> awesome. On that happy note, I hope everybody has a great Valentine's Day. Yep. And then join us in for our next series on Strange Gods. It should be fascinating. There's going to be tons of cool stuff there. Yeah. Strange stuff. And if you guys come up with some good Valentine's Day stories, maybe it'll be a good opportunity for you guys to reminisce on past Valentine's Days or make new memories. But maybe send them in to us and we can touch on them like next year. And and I would also say, if you do have a loved one that you would like to reach out to and express your love for, I mean, what a better day than February 14th. Mm-hmm. Historically, you've got like all that historical background yeah, there. Just don't whip them with bloody goat skin. No, don't do that. That's not your thing. But <laughs> <laughs> do the traditional thing. Do something untraditional. You know, just maybe walk up, give them a hug, and say, "Man, I love you." Yeah. You can never go wrong doing that. Unless you're married, don't end it right there. Yeah, you don't end it. Yeah, you better get something. You better find some chocolate or yeah. like a reservation somewhere. Yeah. Screwed. There are stores not everywhere with chock full kinds of wares and stuff that you can use to make your loved yeah. one feel special. I mean, teddy bear and a bracelet. Teddy bear. You know, dudes kind of like buying lingerie and stuff for their. You know, yeah. Kind of self. Yeah. What do you call Gratifying. It? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll go shopping for my wife for Valentine's Day and get her lingerie, which really Dang I want. <laughs> That's horrible. It's like buying her a TV for her birthday. Yeah, or a mop for Christmas. Oh, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's let's close this out, buddy. I I think uh, people get the hint. Yep. Yep. I think they get it. They get it. Valentine's Day, kind of a <laughs> debauchery mixed with a little bit of Catholicism, ends in a little bit of weird. Uh, Roman God stuff. You can get it on Valentine's Day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So join us next time. And hopefully I'm not sick. Yeah. But join us next time for some cold drinks 
and some strange conversations. <laughs> taters. Taters. Taters.